If you're a mom of young children looking for connection in motherhood with some parenting and sleep expertise sprinkled in, you are in the right place. I'm Erin, a former early childhood teacher. And I'm Andrea, a registered nurse in the NICU. We are sleep coach besties, business owners, moms, avid coffee drinkers, and your Coffee and Catnaps podcast hosts. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in sleep research, evidence-based practices, and tips when it comes to navigating your child's sleep, all things motherhood, our favorite products and services, and live sleep coaching. So warm up your coffee, again, pop in your AirPods, strap on that baby, or put them down for their nap, and tune in. Welcome to this special episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. Today, I have on a special guest from our private Facebook Facebook coaching group, uh, Motherhood Support Fueled by Coffee and Catnaps. Today, I am chatting with Bree, who is a member of our Facebook group, all about her almost seven-month-old son who was struggling with short naps and some night waking. So listen to this coaching session, and I hope you enjoy. Oh, there you are. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. This is Bree. Hi, everyone. So, Bree, I had told everyone that you and I had previously, like, done some work together Um, so we knew each other. And then when you found out you were expecting Braven, um, I sent you my newborn guide as a little gift and you guys had found some success with that early on, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot. Tons of success. He was a great sleeper until five months. So we got super lucky. He was sleeping through the night from like three weeks on. So this has been a shock for us. We're like, oh my gosh, what do we do? (laughs) And it is for a lot of parents because actually around that four or five month mark, a lot of kids go through the four month sleep regression. And that's actually a physiological change to their sleep cycles. So what was working Mm -hmm. doesn't work anymore. Um, Kids also now have like the ability to self soothe. So even if they were like good sleepers before, they maybe still don't have that skill And Mm -hmm. if you've reverted to other ways of soothing them or calming them or helping them fall asleep, then that's basically what they're looking for every time they have a wake up from here on out. Mm -hmm. So um, a little more background. We have Raven, who is almost seven months. He'll be seven Mm -hmm. months next week, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, He's also over 15 pounds. So when we're kind of gauging does a baby still need night feeds? We're looking at a few things. Number one, pediatrician approval. Um, mm-hmm. If your doctor is a-okay with how things are going and they agree that he doesn't need night feeds, it's okay to drop them. And mm-hmm. our recommendation is to usually do that cold turkey at this age. Okay. Um, and then we also want to make sure a baby is over four months because, and that really depends on the child themselves, where they are on their weight curve. Um, Usually our minimum is 15 pounds and four months and pediatrician approval. So those are the three things we really look for. Um, Some babies who are, you know, four, five, six months even still do need night feeds just because they're on the smaller end of things. And that's okay. Not all Mm -hmm. babies are capable of going all night without a feed. But based on what you and I have chatted about, based on what I've seen with him, 
he's probably a very good candidate to be yes. done with night feeds. So what you'll see happen is as he is starting to um, feed less at night, getting more, getting less calories at night, you'll see that shift happen where he will start to probably feed more during the day. So don't be surprised if that starts to happen. Mm -hmm. um, within a 24 hour period, you're probably looking for 24 to 32, 34 ounces of um, intake during the day. Um, and you're, you're breastfeeding, right? I am. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So um, basically, I know you also said that he's now struggling with short naps, which is so hard. <laughs> It's just been all developmental too, but okay. with him being almost seven months, I really think we just need to push to get him on a set schedule. Okay. okay. Um, so right now his awake windows are probably going to be like two and a half to three ish hours. So we're basically okay. going to build a schedule for him based on that. If we can provide consistent sleep times at day and at night, and have a consistent strategy for how we respond, mm -hmm. that's just going to help him kind of get over this hump, okay? Okay. So ideally, we want him to be on a set schedule. If he's waking around seven each day, we want his first nap to be at 9.30. And I know okay. you had been doing nine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's gonna be a little bit of a push for him. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> but we can, so do it. we can do it. Here's what I can say about that. We obviously want to do our best to keep him happy and prevent overtiredness. So mm -hmm. we're going to work towards that. You don't have okay. to like put him right on 930 right away, but um, we're working towards that. So what are some things that Raven loves? Being held. Okay. <laughs> Which is a problem in a lot of places when it comes to sleep. But uh, being held, snacking, he's sold, starting solids, and he loves fruit and snacking. We're doing baby-led weaning right now. Um, and also interactive toys. So those are the three Perfect. big. So that was going to be one of my recommendations was taking him outside and walking around. Um, mm -hmm. Babies love being outside yeah. and that's just something that can help keep them awake extra stimulated a little longer and normally when they're outside they're not as fussy as when they're inside there's just yeah. something about the, the great outdoors right mm -hmm. so I would say maybe from that like 9 to nine fifteen time when he's normally like going down for a nap take him outside for a little bit walk around let him touch the trees touch the grass um, keep him stimulated okay. out there or offer a little bit of a snack. I know you said he started solids recently. Mm -hmm. So that's also a very like engaging activity where most kids aren't going to fall asleep while they're snacking. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, other things you can do is water play. So if he loves, mm, loves that, good idea. Um, that's always something that's going to help keep them awake just a little bit longer to stretch him to that 930 nap time. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. So what would happen if he wakes up at 6 30 or like 6 a.m because he does fluctuate and he has I feel like he's getting a little bit earlier and earlier as the days go and I'm like hold on <laughs> like 6 a.m 6 30 what would you recommend just to keep that two and a half hour solid and move his nap first nap up 
we will chat about that. Okay. Let's get through the schedule first. Okay. And then we'll kind of circle back to those what if situations. Okay. 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 So we want to try to anchor that nap at 930 now because that's going to prevent that early morning from happening. So that kind of answers okay. your question. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, anchoring that nap at 930. For, oh, I see Rolanda saying the same. Yeah, you want to anchor the first nap now, okay? And then you also want to have somewhat of a set nap time for nap number two. So okay. let's say um, he sleeps an hour, hour and a half. We're now looking to have nap number two at 2 p.m. So 9.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. with that 6.37-ish bedtime. Okay. Ideally, we want kids going to bed anywhere between 6 and 8 p.m. and waking for the day between 6 and 8 a.m. So okay. if we have him on this 7 to 7 schedule, um, that's where the naps would fall. So if you okay. have him on an earlier schedule, like let's say he wakes for the day at 6, then his first nap would be 8.30, his second nap would be 1, and bedtime would be at 6. So we're always okay. looking for that, like, 12-hour night with the naps kind okay. of splitting up the day. Okay. Okay. Good I know, know you said occasionally he still takes a third nap. Yes. Yeah, so around 4-ish. We're going to try to cut that out now. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's going to maybe take some baby steps to get there, but what's going to happen is if you continue to – continue to offer that third nap, um, that's just going to push bedtime later and later and later and take away from nighttime sleep, mm -hmm. which at this age, we don't want to do anymore. No. Um, we yeah. want to prioritize night sleep. Okay. 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 So, um, we're also, I noted from your questionnaire that within his bedtime routine, you're doing like a feed kind of at the beginning of the routine and again at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, we are going to cut out that one at the end because we okay. don't want him to be snacking. We want okay. to make sure that he is getting full feeds anytime he's feeding throughout the day. So the last feed of the day will now be at the very beginning of his bedtime routine. Okay. okay. So you're yes. just going to break that up a little bit with some other activities before you actually put him in his crib. So okay. you could do the feed and then do bath time. If it's not a bath night, that's fine. Just Wipe mm -hmm. him down, put him in his pajamas, um, go read a few books, and then whatever it is that you do uh, before you lay him down at night, you know, you can mm -hmm. still continue to do those things. Offer um, some cuddles, some snuggles, a song, prayer, whatever it is you guys do. Mm -hmm. um, and then is there something you guys say every time you lay him down at night? Or is he usually, I think he's usually awake usually, right? Yeah, he's usually awake and it's usually just like, good night, it's bedtime, I love you. And we Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to implement a sleep strategy now. So okay. we are going to do 10 minute check-ins with him. Okay. At this age, I find that that's a very successful strategy. Um, and it's sometimes harder on the parents than it is on the mm -hmm. kid because they're like, I need this. Right. Yeah. And once they figure it out, they can do it. Um, mm -hmm. But I basically, after you say that, those last few words that you always say to him, we're going to call that like your key phrase. Okay. Mm -hmm. After you say your key phrase, I want you to lay him down, say those words, you know, the white noise is on, the lights are off and you walk out of the room. You're going to wait a full 10 minutes. It's also super hard to picture what 10 minutes is. So I recommend mm -hmm. setting a timer. Yeah. Um, and then basically you're just going to go in and out every 10 minutes as needed 
just to offer some extra support and comfort. But what we're doing is giving him the space to kind of come up with his own strategy for falling asleep. Okay. And you're basically going to respond that same way anytime he wakes at night now. Okay. So we're going to wait 10 minutes and then go in. You can say your key phrase again, offer a little comfort. Um, I wouldn't spend more than 30 to 60 seconds in the room when you're doing a check. It's basically just to touch base with him. Let him know you're there. Let him know he's fine. He's safe. It's time to sleep. So you're just going to continue to say that key phrase and respond accordingly um, so that he now learns, okay, this is on me. I get to do this now. Mm-hmm. And what you'll see happen is those night wakings he's having and those early mornings kind of fade away over the course of a few days, a week or two, um, just because he will now be re-solidifying that skill. Okay. 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 Yes, it's good. So that does bring us back to that early morning. So mm-hmm. what if he does wake um, like at five instead of an ideal six or seven o'clock time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's up before six, I wouldn't consider anything earlier than that morning. So it's still nighttime. You mm-hmm. wouldn't get him up and start his day at night, right? So same mm-hmm. idea, even though in your mind, five o'clock is just a really early morning, Um, I want you to kind of reframe your thinking. So it's not morning yet until at least six. Okay. So you're just going to respond to it as a night waking. So if he wakes at five, wait a full 10 minutes, tune in to what he's trying to tell you. If he's Mm -hmm. just making noise, just jabbering in there, Mm -hmm. just leave him. He's fine. If he's in there and he's fussing on and off, just leave him. He's fine. At that time of day, we don't want to inadvertently stimulate them because we don't want them to think, Oh, here's mom. It's time to get up. Right. Okay. Um, So really tune into what he's communicating to you. Mm -hmm. If he is all out crying at that time, um, you would, you know, wait the initial 10 minutes and then you could go in and out and do your checks after every 10 minute cycle. I want you to tune in and see what is he trying to communicate with me? Mm -hmm. If there are breaks in the crying, Um, Or if he's like starting to take deep breaths, you're probably over the the hard part. And we just want to leave him because that means he's starting to soothe and settle himself. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to interrupt that. So sometimes we just need to give them that time and that space to continue with their process of figuring it out. Okay. 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 Um, So if it's like around, you know, that five, six o'clock time and you've been doing checks and he's still not going down, what you can do is go out one more time. And then once the clock hits six, like you know there's no chance he's going back mm-hmm. to sleep. You're gonna go in at six and you're gonna make a really big production of morning. You okay. are going to say, good morning, Braven. It was so nice. It's so nice to see you open up the windows, let the sunlight in. Yeah. Um, and it's just very different than how you were responding at night. We want okay. to you know, have the consistent response at nighttime so that he learns, okay, it is still time to sleep. And then mm-hmm. in the morning, when it's time to get up and start the day, he, he can realize, oh, it's time to get up now. Okay? Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. Questions or concerns about that? I don't have any concerns. I do have a question. So today, for example, we put him down for his 1230 nap, which is what we've been doing. Um, and he slept for 30 minutes and woke up in a bloody murder scream. So like hysterics, like horribly sad. 
So we go in there and we're like, okay, the nap is not over. Like he needs to keep napping. So we go in there and we try to, we don't pick him up. We just kind of like tell him we're here. Like it's time to go back to bed. And we did that about, I would say 30 to 40 minutes. And he did finally go back to sleep. So it kind of, so at that point, he napped for 30 minutes and then he's still sleeping now. So it's, it ended up being a, a good nap, but it has pushed his nap time back. Mm-hmm. So what would you suggest for situations like that, where you spent 30 to 40 minutes just trying to get them back to sleep? And then once they're sleeping, they sleep for a long time. Does that make sense? So that's where we're just going to either think about adding one more cat nap, cat nap in if he needs it, or just bringing bedtime earlier. In this situation, what time did he wake from the nap fully? Oh, he's still asleep right now. He's still so he, sleeping. Yeah, he's still sleeping. So what time is it? Oh, you froze. Are you there? Sorry. What time is it now? Sorry, there? I'm still here. Sorry. We're an hour behind you guys. I'm here. Okay. Are you there? I'm here. Yes. Okay. So what time is it there right now? We're an hour behind you. So two? Yeah. It's okay. two. So um, what I would do then today is what time do you think he might wake up? Does he, do you guys normally extend naps like that? No. Okay. So it's going to be a toss up. I would honestly, fingers crossed, hope that he sleeps till maybe three and then okay. do an early bedtime at like six. Okay. Um, if he's up before three, you might want to offer just a little cat nap and then you'll push bedtime later, but it'll be a later bedtime if that's the case. Okay. Because really, we're looking for that two and a half, three hour wake window. Um, so if he does need a cat nap, I would say wake him after a half hour. So don't let okay. him sleep more than 30 minutes. And then you'll just kind of adjust bedtime accordingly. Okay. But for future reference, getting him on this set schedule now, that should help lengthen those naps. And if he does wake and it's less than an hour from here on out um, for the morning or afternoon nap, because now when we're transitioning from three to two, None of them are cat naps anymore. Okay. We're looking for a total of three to three and a half hours of daytime sleep between both of the naps. Okay. So at a minimum, one nap should be an hour. Okay. Okay. And then the other nap will probably be two hours. Or okay. you might see like an hour and 15 minutes and two hours. It's going to probably shake out to be three to three and a half hours total with a minimum being one hour and a max being like two to two and a half. Okay. okay. Some babies will take a shorter first nap and a longer second nap. Some will take a two hour morning nap and an hour afternoon nap. It really just depends on the child. Okay. So when, if he were to wake after 30 minutes, right. And, um, he stays awake for that window. You're saying to just wake him up or get him out of the crib after that hour and 15 minute mark or hour mark, even if he's still awake that whole time. Um, so for today's situation, you're going to kind of either offer that cat nap and only let him sleep an additional 30 minutes for okay. the nap itself. Um, if he does sleep until three, I would just do an early bedtime at six. Okay. 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 But once you start implementing this new schedule and your strategy, so let's say you start tonight with implementing this 10 minute check-in strategy. Okay. Um, Going into naps tomorrow, 
you are going to do what we call like crib hour. Okay. okay. So I want you to leave him in there for a full hour. If you want, like, let's say he wakes up after 30 minutes after mm -hmm. his nap tomorrow. So at that 30 minute mark, he's been in his crib. He's been sleeping for 30 minutes. You could either go in right away at, at 10 minutes. So like really he's been in there 40 minutes mm -hmm. and you could offer your key phrase again. Remember that same consistent response. Yeah. Um, you could then continue 10 minute checks for that full hour or you could stay out the whole time and just see if he'll go back to sleep. That's okay. totally up to you. Some kids, they, they need that reassurance. Others, it stimulates them during a nap because the sleep pressure, their sleep pressure from the day but you don't have sleep hormones on your side during daytime sleep like you do at night. Mm -hmm. So some kids, it's just easier to leave them for a full hour and see if they'll go back to sleep to help extend those naps. Um, others, they do need the check-in. So kind of, again, just like when we were talking about like tuning into his crying and what is he yeah. telling you, it's the same thing. Um, does he need me here? Does he want me here? If I'm doing these 10 minute checks and it doesn't work this day, maybe tomorrow I just leave him in there for the full hour and see what happens. So, um, it's one of those things where it might be some trial and error mm -hmm. on your part okay. to see how he responds best. Okay. Yeah. I really like the schedule though, because I feel like we were kind of going at the seat of our pants for a while there and then it would never be consistent. So I think some consistency will do him good. Yes, it definitely will help. And really once babies hit like six months of age, most of them are ready for a set schedule. So knowing that yeah. he's almost seven months of age, I don't want you to feel like, ooh, am I really pushing him? Like, is he getting overtired? Because if he's waking up after a half hour nap, um, that's telling me that he's probably not tired enough, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. at this point, you're not paying so much attention to sleepy cues as you are to the clock. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Those sleeping cues will get you at this age. Mm -hmm, so they I will. really have a feeling that putting him on this schedule and having that consistent response at night and with those early mornings is just going to help him get back on track. Yeah, I think so too. I'm super excited to try it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it was so good to catch up with you today. Do you yes. have any other questions for me before we wrap up? Um, so you said to cut the, the feeding at night cold turkey, correct? So just... Do it. I think that's what I would do. Okay. He is, um, okay, here's the thing. From his perspective, it's a lot easier for him to, if you go in there um, and react in a different way, that's more confusing, right, mm -hmm. than if you just leave him be to figure it out. If he's already, what, 18 pounds? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, he's 18 pounds, yeah. So, He's a decent weight. Um, he's three pounds over what we recommend uh, for dropping the night feeds, and it's less confusing to do it cold turkey. Now, if you decided you wanted to keep it, which some parents do, and that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's your baby, your choice, and we're just here to tell you, you know, this is what the recommendations are, what we recommend, and this is what um, you can do. So if you do want to keep a night feed, instead of waiting that 10 minutes, you would go in and feed him right away but make sure that you're keeping him fully awake so that you can um, put him back in his crib fully awake okay. and continue on with the strategy at that point. Okay. okay. So then it's not confusing because, okay, we're going in, we're going to do a feed. You're not waiting. You're not making him cry for it because we don't want to like reinforce that either. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. 
I think honestly, I do it now for my own sake. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so and nice. Brie, but... You'll likely notice too that he's going to take more full feedings during the day. He won't snack as much. Um, but you're also offering solids too. And solids can be super helpful for stretching him to get him to those little bit later of nap time. Yes, for sure. For sure. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. I actually have to hop off because I have a client that I'm going to go do a consultation with now, but it was so great chatting with you today. I'm hoping we can capture this audio and like use it for a podcast. So listen up if you guys missed out on this. Um, But thanks so much for joining me, Brie. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great. You're welcome. Talk to you guys later. Bye. You made it! Thanks for listening to this episode of the Coffee and Catnaps Parenting Podcast. Now make sure you join our online Facebook community called Motherhood Support, fueled by Coffee and Catnaps, where we chat all things motherhood and sleep and run live sleep coaching. And then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave our show some love. A five-star rating and an amazing review would mean the world to us and all the other tired parents out there who may benefit from also hearing our show. See you in the group.